Hello, one and all, and welcome to episode 73 of Near Perfect Pitch. And I can tell you, I can tell you, this week, Near Perfect Pitch is brought to you by Andreas Johnson, Alpaca Sports, and his mum's oatmeal cookie, no less. Yep, 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 I'm going to be talking to uh, Andreas from uh, Alpaca Sports at the end of the programme. He's our uh, interview of the week this week. Regular features, of course, to look forward to. Near Perfect Pitch wouldn't be the same without the regular features. We've got uh, our obligatory fall oh, track this week, of course. Uh, we have our weekly peel, our essential wax. And we've got Tinto of Time. We've got Cover Me. And we've also got uh, a nifty little hat trick as well. We've got new releases. And we've got new releases from uh, Neon Waltz, a fantastic new EP. to put the tin lid on, really, the, uh, the debut album. They want to be able to move on from their first works and uh, their sort of finalising it with this uh, last EP and then they're going to move forward with their second uh, piece of work their next LP. New stuff from Mintfield from Tijuana, uh, Mexico we've got some new stuff from Mississippi uh, by Wild Frames, Wild Meadows two wild things in a row we've also got uh, a new track by Alpaca Sports which we will showcase uh, around the interview at the end of the programme. You can also look forward to hearing uh, some suede, some go-betweens. Our essential wax this week is Colourbox, uh, their debut long player on 4AD. There's some techniques and ballroom, pains of being uh, pure at heart. As I scroll through here, oh, some Sex Pistols as well, some Adam and the Ants and some Hurricane number one. But we'll kick things off with some Chumbawamba. <laughs> Thank you. 
Blast the Maccabees, and that's pulled off their second LP, Wall of Arms, from 2009. That's uh, a tune entitled Love You Better. Remarkably similar sounding to Arcade Fire, methinks. Discuss amongst yourselves. Before that, the single version of Pass It Along by Chumbawamba, which features on their 11th LP, Wissiwig, What You See Is What You Get, from 2000 on EMI Records. So that's not a bad way to kick off the programme, those two songs, is it really? I think we'll continue the trend of fantastic tunes by getting our obligatory full art track out the road real early. This is a B-side to the, the wonderful Creep single that came out in 1984. <laughs> thought he could fool the fall with his imitation speeds, but he had not accounted for the psychic knows. He did not know that I know big shots on the rock, and even if there were, McGinty would not be among them. Bounce. 
off their second LP on Creation Records. That's their sixth single entitled Only the Strong Will Survive. The song concerned Rising Sign. Again, that's Hurricane Number no. 1, Andy Bell's outfit. And before that, the B-side to 1984's Creep. That's the fall with our obligatory fall art track this week, Pat Trip Dispenser. And before that, we heard the Maccabees with Love You Better. And before that, kicking off the programme, we heard Chumbawamba with the single version of Pass It Along. You're going to be uh, blessed by having two cover versions this week, starting with this one. Six, nine, four o'clock, 12 o'clock.
That's new stuff, that is. By a band from Tijuana, Mexico. Not renowned for its, uh, its musical content, Tijuana. It's usually uh, renowned for uh, shenanigans uh, crossing the American border there uh, and uh, getting up to no good in Mexico and then going home before you get arrested. But uh, go to Mintfield, as you'd expect, IL. So mintfieldil.bandcamp.com and you can find out all you need to know about them. And you can get your hands on this uh, this wonderful record as well. That was uh, Vice Versa off their debut, debut, long play. And that was preceded by Sex Pistols with Eddie Tenpole on vocals off 79's The Great Rock and Roll Swindle. The Sex Pistols really only had one record to the studio LP, never mind the bollocks. Um, but uh, this, this record was a, an unmitigated, unequivocal cash grab and uh, Johnny Rotten did not feature on it uh, one jot but uh, it's a fun fun record to those that know it and uh, it holds a special place because it was a filler almost and for many people who were a little bit uh, a little bit uh, younger than the first wave who caught the, the top end of punk that might have been the first Sex Pistols material you heard it might have been the rock and roll swindle as opposed to uh, never mind the box right next we're going to hear some ride we're going to hear an LP track and after that I think we're going to hear people are twats by the lovely egg.
second LP Cobb Dominoes from 2011 on Cherryade Records that is the lovely Eggs they're a married couple Holly Ross and David Blackwell they're from Lancaster and they've just actually released their fifth LP last week called This Is Eggland and uh, we should be hearing some tracks of that in the coming weeks and before that Ride didn't need much explanation did it really that uh, particular track an LP gem of Going Blank Again now what have we got next we've got uh, Actually, I've dispensed with the hat trick and I've, I've pared it down to a brace uh, just so I could be reasonably clever and thematic, which I often attempt to do, but uh, don't always pull off when I've got a hat trick. So this brace is going to be uh, it's going to be interrelated. It's going to be a brace of ours.
2004. Their second single, that's Block Party and uh, Banquet, that features on their WLP Silent Alarm that came out uh, a few months later in 2005. And before that, we heard Adam and the Ants, their second single too, actually. Uh, this one from their second LP, uh, Kings of the Wild Frontier from 1980. And uh, you'll notice that that brace had a lot of oh, oh, loads of R's in it. And I thought that was reasonably thematic enough because whenever I hear Banquet Black Block Party, I can't help think of the backing vocals of a lot of the Adam and the Ant songs, especially from the uh, second LP, Kings of the Wild Frontier. Right, we are 10 songs in to episode 73 of Near Perfect Pitch. Stay tuned, you're going to be hearing an interview at the end of the programme with Sweden's Alpaca Sports, going to be talking about uh, their new record with, uh, with Andreas. Um, he's going to touch upon his musical tastes, of course, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about biscuits as well, which is very, very important, but uh, uh, 95% of the content, thankfully, is about uh, his music. So you've got that to look forward to. Amongst having our Essential Wax feature taken care of, our weekly peel this week, which is actually, uh, yeah, it's a really cool one, actually. It's, uh, it's the specials, special AKA with, with Gangsters, a great, great version of said track. And um, what else we got here that I might have neglected to have told you thus far about? Oh, yes, one more track. Going to hear something by uh, a band that uh, I'd actually half forgotten about because, you know, there's so much music and just not enough time, is there? Um, Rolling Blackout's Coastal Fever off uh, last year's The French Press. Uh, their second up on Sub Pop. Going to hear a track off that as well. So next up, we're going to go back to 2014. Hear something by... Uh, Temples, who just have this wonderful, wonderful psych 60s sound. This is from their uh, debut, Sun Structures, a track called The Golden Throne.
That's brilliant stuff. That is, that's the heartthrobs. Their sixth single from 1990 off their debut LP, uh, entitled Cleopatra Grip, and that's on uh, One Little Indian Records. And we heard before that of uh, 2014's debut long player, Sunstructures Temples with the Golden Throne, and that is a beautifully emotive. 60s evocative psych trip it really really is and uh, I, I just can't get enough of temples really really good band i know they're i know they're rather popular but uh, popularity isn't always synonymous with being crap is it now it's just not is it now a band that i uh, have championed from day one and uh, i've had on the program and loved to bits neon waltz they've got a new ep out entitled bring me to light you can listen on the usual uh, streaming um services but you can also buy it as well on uh, on apple and I believe uh, Amazon at uh, this juncture only, but uh, look for it, Bring Me to Light EP. This is one of the songs that's not featured on the LP. The title track uh, is on the LP. Three new songs on this EP. And the EP itself is just designed, really, to put an end to this chapter of uh, of Neon Waltz, their first LP and their, their series of uh, singles before the first LP, and to support the record itself. Now I think they're ready to move on to their second phase, their second long player and move on because they've been uh, been around for a long time and uh, they've been courted by a lot of major labels ended up on universal and it's been uh, quite a long road for them thus far uh, to get this one record out so i think this is a uh, it's good for them bit of a catharsis to say look, this is it we're moving on and uh, we'll leave this for you any road we're going to hear a song called watch it fade and it really really is a belter <laughs>
a song called Canada. Isn't that nice? That's from 1990's Skywriting LP on Sarah Records. And before we heard that, we heard the mighty Neon Waltz from their Bring Me to Light EP that was released last week. And that is a non-LP track entitled Watch It Fade. Beautiful stuff. They have not released one duff track of Neon Waltz. Now, up next, let's go to Louisiana to the second LP by the entirely wacky Neutral Milk Hotel. Now, their second LP was entitled In the Aeroplane, Over the Sea. You can hear the title track. This came out uh, in 98 on Domino Records, but uh, it's got legs, as they say. I crack it open every once in a while and listen to a, a whole bunch of Neutral Milk uh, Hotel, and uh, it's wacky. I'm a fan. Anyway, I'm going to play some for you now, and then you can be the judge, can't you? What a beautiful face I have found in this place That is circling all around the sun What a beautiful dream That could flash on the screen In a blink of an eye And be gone from me Soft and sweet Let me hold it close And keep it here with me Love to 
Suede with Implement Yeah, the B-side to Electricity from 1999, one of four singles pulled off their fourth LP, Head Music. And before that, from Louisiana, we heard the title track to their second LP and them being Neutral Milk Hotel in the aeroplane over the sea. It's now time for our uh, Peel Session track this week, going back to 1982. Bernie Rose knows don't argue! Just give him whiskey. 
one of the most, well, probably the most non-4AD band on 4AD, if you know what I mean. 4AD at the time were, were very, very notable for releasing lots and lots of wonderfully ethereal and mesmeric records, and this one was uh, in-your-face electronic dance music, really. Uh, the band were formed by uh, Martin and Steve Young. Uh, they incorporated Ian Robbins and vocalist uh, Debbie and Curry. The latter two left and uh, were then replaced with... Uh, 
uh, Larita Graham, who did uh, all the female vocals from then on in. The band, uh, after their demise, uh, the Young Brothers went uh, to... Uh, to, to bigger, 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 bigger things with uh, a uh, one-hit wonder, as you'll remember, by Mars, Pump Up the Volume. That was a project also on 4AD, but uh, that was the epitome of, of the one-hit wonder. Now, uh, this record did spawn uh, three singles. It uh, showcased the likes of Punch, Say You and The Moon Is Blue, all released prior to the record. We're going to hear one more song off the album in the hopes that uh, if you own it, you're going to go and play it and remind yourself how great it is, or you're going to procure it, you're going to go out and buy it. Is Manic. <laughs>
material, that by the pains of being pure at heart. Now that is off uh, 2011's Belong, their second LP, and a track entitled Even in Dreams. And before that we had our second track off our Essential Wax of the Week, this week being Colourbox's self-titled debut long player from 1985 on 4AD Records. The album itself did reach number one for a whole week, which is, which is massive really for a label like 4AD at the time and um, the record itself um, there are some little tidbits of information which I think are rather interesting first and foremost is that uh, the first 10,000 of this uh, pressing came with a uh, a mini LP and uh, I have it at home but it's since been released on CD if you are looking for it and uh, on top of that uh, there are some nifty little uh, appearances here William Orbit plays uh, the guitar solo on Manic which we just heard which is uh, Probably uh, the most metal uh, guitar cell you'll ever hear on uh, 480 Records. Uh, Hugh Jones actually mixed Arena, and you can probably tell if you're a big Hugh Jones fan. And the sleeve was typically done by Vaughan Oliver, who had a hand in just about every single piece of collateral that uh, left the studios there for 480, his company being, of course, 23 Envelope. Now, what we got coming up next? Oh, I'll tell you what we have got coming up next. We've got something by Technique. Now, who the heck are Technique? Technique are a band who were formed by Kate uh, Holmes, ex of Frazy Chorus, who's now uh, married to Alan McGee of uh, Creation Records, of course, and Zan Tyler. Now, the band was named after the song by New Order, Technique, of course, and um, they met uh, at a studio owned by the legend that is Youth, uh, Killing Joke member Youth. And uh, the, the record actually was produced by uh, Owen Morris of uh, Oasis fame and also with Stephen Haig who's done a lot of work with synth pop bands. Um, there was also a contribution by uh, Tim Wheeler uh, from Ash and also vocalist Kirsty Hawkshaw as well. It was released on the Pop Tones label which was Alan McGee's label after Creation Records. Didn't uh, have an awful lot of success with the releases on this label but uh, the, the releases that were on it were, were lovely in keeping with the Creation stable, just in uh, in, in continuation of uh, what was being churned out by Creation. Pop Tones cropped up and released a series of, of wonderful records that didn't really make a dent in the charts, but uh, that's not important, is it now? Now, the album that they released was called Pop Philosophy, and we're going to hear a song right now called You and Me. Da, 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 da. You and me, da, 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 da. The place to be, da 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 da. Harmony, da 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 da. The dream goes on.
brand new stuff by a band from Mississippi. Uh, they're entitled Wild Frames, and that particular tune, the lead track to their WLP, is entitled uh, Beach Banshee. You can find out more at wildframes.bandcamp.com. They've got a really, really nifty sound to this band, and I encourage you to give it a listen. One good thing about Bandcamp is you can listen to the tracks before you decide to, to purchase them, whether you do or not. Before that, from 2000's Pop Philosophy LP on the Pop Tones label, as run by Alan McGee. That is the wonderful technique the pop electro duo with You and Me. And before that, we heard The Pains of Being Pure at Heart with Even in Dreams. We've really got uh, to 22 songs quite quickly this week, haven't we? Breezed through the entire repertoire thus far. Now, I've got eight songs left to play for you, three of which will be Alpaca Sports, which will be uh, surrounding the interview at the end of the programme. I should mention to you that uh, next week, I'll be taking a week off. I've got to go to uh, got to go back to England, sadly, for a funeral for my dear uncle, and I will not be uh, producing the programme next week. So uh, you'll be able to feed off this for a week. Uh, if you do want to be in touch, however, like loads of you are, nearperfectpitch at gmail.com. I'd also like to uh, ask you to kindly refer a friend. If you like the programme, which I hope you do, refer it to a friend. I need to uh, vastly increase the listenership. Get off my arse every Sunday to come play records. I need some motivation. As I keep mentioning on a weekly basis, I'm not paid these are all my own records and I uh, put them together and uh, try and cobble together a three hour programme for you each and every week and uh, all I want really is just more listeners to be able to uh, to share the experience so if you can please do next up we're going to hear something as I'd mentioned earlier off a, uh, a wonderful LP entitled The French Press from 2017 it's by an outfit called Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever the second LP is on Sub Pop Records and we're going to hear a song called Sick Burn <laughs>
single from 1998 on Mother Records and it appears on their debut and only LP from the same year entitled Day After Day and before that we had some uh, some Australians of 2017's The French Press LP Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever a track entitled Sick Burn and they're on Sub Pop and they are rather a rather good and before that we heard Wild Frames from Mississippi now we're going to hear something from Australia again. Wild Meadows, they've been on the programme in the past. They are a wonderful, wonderful band and they have a new long player. You can order it at wildmeadows.bandcamp.com. Here's a track entitled Stay For A While. (laughs) 
from San Diego. That's Crocodiles. And that is uh, our second cover version this week. That is Groovies in the Heart slash California Girls. And that appears on their 2014 Sleep Forever single. Again, San Diego's Crocodiles. And before that, we heard a wonderful tune by The Go-Betweens, a single from 1983 off their second LP, Before Hollywood. And that reached number four on the indie charts all those years ago. Seems like yesterday in many ways... And in other ways, in other ways, it seems like uh, a lifetime ago, an absolute age ago. Now, you thought I'd forgotten, didn't you? Now it's time for a bit of this. Turn to web time, boys and girls, the time of the programme, the time of the week where I share a website of pertinence of interest with you. Now, if you listened to the interview last week, as you should have done, um, you would have heard me chatting with Dom Thomas of White Horses. He is, to say the least, a very interesting chap. Now, he also has a, a penchant or a penchant for um, the school girl, school boy voice. And he stumbled upon an LP that was actually a Canadian LP from the 70s uh, called the Langley Schools Music Project. It was entitled Innocence and Despair. Talked to him at a reasonable length about this during the interview. And uh, after having spoke with him, I said, I've got to source this LP. So I went online to look for the LP. And to my surprise, I found out that it's been reissued. And I have it on order currently now from Bar None Records. So if you want to get your hands on Langley School's music project, Innocence and Despair, you can go to Bar None, that's uh, B-A-R hyphen none dot com slash Langley with an E-Y hyphen school. I'll go to this site here and uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about it, shall I? (laughs) And as I've keyed in the URL, it's gone dead. Anyway, it's a wonderful record whereby uh, a lot of people think that the versions on this album of uh, the cover versions that they uh, they chose are better than the originals. You can be the judge. I might even play some stuff from this in in the coming weeks. But the Tinterweb Time website of the week this week is the Langley Schools Music Project, Innocence and Despair, as brought to you unbeknownst to me until a few days ago by Bar None Records. They have re-released it on CD and LP and you can buy your copy from their website. And before I play you some alpaca sports, before we get chatting with Andreas, I should also tell you that before we heard the go-betweens single from 83, specifically Cattle and Kane, we heard another Aussie outfit, as I touched upon before, Wild Meadows from their debut self-titled LP, which you can get your hands on at wildmeadows.bandcamp.com. Stay for a while is the track that we heard. And now we're going to hear the latest single by the wonderful outfit that is called Alpaca Sports.
Trust, the new single by Alpaca Sports entitled Summer Days. It's been threatening to go above zero outside here all day and uh, that song's just made me feel warm regardless of what it is outside. And that is a upbeat, poppy little number. Now, uh, she'll come back for Indian Summers, the next song I'm going to play for you. That's off uh, 2014 Sealed With A Kiss. Then we're going to get into the interview with uh, Andreas and uh, you're going to learn an awful lot more about the band Alpaca Sports. Alpacasports.bandcamp.com or facebook.com slash alpacasports. There are two records in the past, Sealed With A Kiss uh, from 2014 and uh, When You Need Me The Most from 2015, our firm favourites in my house. And I'll be playing you a song from each of them. Both these next songs that you'll hear have been chosen by Andreas himself, starting with this one. She'll come back for Indian Summer and I'll be back after this song for the interview. And then uh, I'll be back after that to wrap things up for this week for episode 73. Enjoy it.
2014 sealed with a kiss. That is Alpaca Sports with She'll Come Back for Indian Summer, as chosen by Andreas himself. Now let's uh, hand over to my uh, alter ego here, uh, and he'll be chatting with Andreas Jonsson. And after that, I'll be playing one more song by the delightful Alpaca Sports. Hi, this is Andreas. Andreas, hi, it's Dara calling from Near Perfect Pitch. How are you? Hi, I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Not bad, not bad. I'm, I'm a little bit envious. I believe that you're uh, off to see Bell and Sebastian later. Oh, yeah, I'm off to see them tonight. It's going to be very exciting. Good stuff, good stuff. So uh, you're doing more exciting stuff with your Saturday night than I am. But um, let's... <laughs> really? <laughs> well, well, really, yeah. I mean, that's pretty hard to beat, isn't it, really? Unless I can uh, get, get a last-minute flight over to Gothenburg. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. If you see that, yeah. I'm assuming it's going to be good. I'm assuming that you're in you're in Gothenburg now. Is that where you are, Andreas? Exactly. Yeah, I've been living in, in Paris for the last three years, and now I'm now I'm back here in Gothenburg, so it's my home hometown, and it's like a really beautiful winter, crispy day today with a lot of sunshine. So it's not perfect. not not dissimilar to where I am. I'm in Ottawa, Canada, and uh, we're probably sharing the same kind of weather, actually. Um, okay, sim- similarly crisp, crisp and white. Um, now, now Gothenburg is a city. I've I've never been there. I've I've been lucky enough to go to Sweden, but spent most of my time in in Stockholm. And um, yeah. what what typically is uh, is is the music scene like right now in in Gothenburg? Is it quite vibrant? Um, yeah, I would say I, I think it's always quite like a vibrant town when it comes to music because I think it's a it's a good it's a good climate you know it's like I, I can't say I'm so much up to date with nowadays but I like we have some I guess you can call it quite of a like in a customer sound in a way yes music. I don't think we are a part of that sound particularly but it's and we have a record label called Luxury here yes Releases a lot of good, a lot of good bands like Makitovic Gun and and um, yeah, another nice band. So I think yeah, and I think I think there are some some really good acts coming from here. And also we have some big ones as Jens Lehmann, you probably know. Yeah. And, and um, so yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's a good it's a good town for for bands. But I think it's also like. Like venues and venues are shutting down, and it's quite difficult for yes. local bands to find gigs. So it's also that kind of kind of problems. Like I think it's common. It is very common. Places. Yeah, unless unless it's a major major centre like in New York and LA or London, it's uh, live venues are finding it very very hard to to pay the bills. Of course, it's a, the, the industry's changed and uh, makes it more difficult for for the likes of yourselves to to to. To nurture and grow an audience, you have to do it through your social media, you've got to do it through your singles, you've got to do it through the record label. It's harder to do it than gigs, isn't it? Yeah, I would guess so, yeah. I think it's, um, yeah, it was, I think it was, uh, yeah, like two two years ago we released the last, the last, like the mini album, yes. Elephant Records, and I could, I could just see that in two years so, so much has changed, you know, yes. it comes to promoting music and uh, <laughs> I feel like it's so up to date, but uh, I think I'm 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 right now. But it's uh, it's changing so fast. And it is. I keep up to date with everything. It's yeah. I don't know. It's uh, in a whole digital world, and uh, 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's challenging, it's isn't it? It's challenging to, to it's, it's hard enough to gain an audience. It's actually harder to uh, to keep an audience. You have to be perpetually involved and engaging your your fan base, and it's a it's a happy medium between steadily providing new music and and steadily providing you know some some decent information that people would be actually interested in hearing. And um, you do that very well, to be frank. And and, and I also think that. Uh, I also think that Elephant do a very good job, and in the early days, Luxury, Luxury have always done a good job because they they, they know their place in the world. They know that they are a very very uh, uh, seriously taken boutique label, and they've worked very hard to, to to attain that status. So, I would imagine that um, when Luxury speaks, a lot of people listen. Yeah, 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 and of course the the same to Elephant Records. Yeah, I, I think without Elephant we. Uh, we would have been lost, but now it's you know it's it's such a great help. So it's uh, so we don't we don't really need to keep up to date as much because they are. Yeah, you know. I I I had I had the game, you know. So yeah, that's a really that's a really good thing. But uh, uh, no, no, yeah, I agree. It's a <laughs> it's a tricky it's, tricky it's, landscape, isn't it? It's very very hard to navigate. Yeah, it's, I, I guess I think so, and it's, maybe it's also like a, a way for. For record labels to actually, I don't know how to say, but to to gain more power nowadays because they're because uh, you can you can you can trust a record label with like because they will have similar fans. Yes, so I understand. Yeah, what's it's, you... like, it's like a very natural thing <clears throat> if you if you like this band from our fan, then you know it's it's quite you know it's uh, natural to check out the rest of the catalog so it's, i guess it's uh, i agree i agree it's one yeah so i would say like finding finding new music i would say that's more like the way i do it nowadays that i i look at a i look at a label i like and then i i, I find new music through through them yes i i just so, so difficult to 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 look up new bands because there's so many and you know it's very difficult to New bands to get in, into blogs, radios, and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's difficult nowadays. It, it really is, but but you 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 you've attempted and done a good job of of, of mitigating the, the difficulty because you're you're on Elephant now, and they they do a very very good job. So I was going to ask you actually, um, before we get into talking about the new record, I just wanted yeah. to to clarify because it's hard to keep track. What is the current band lineup? I want to just make sure that we, we, we understand who are the major proponents in the band apart from yourself. Yeah, so it's always a little shifting. We call this one an, an international album because there are so many people from all over the world, really. But for this album now, I've been writing songs together with Lyle Mitnick, yeah. who's also in Tiny Fireflies. and So he's, he's from Chicago. Yes. So, so we've been sending demos to each other and you know, during 2016 and writing these songs together and uh, then when we had them ready we we just like the last uh, mini album we we sent the songs to to new york and to gary olson yes uh, a producer there in, uh, in brooklyn so he recorded hampus who plays the drums for us so he, they recorded the drums and then sent the drums to Lyle and recorded the yeah the guitars and the keyboards and bass yeah and uh, and a, a lot of other instruments and then we uh, 
recorded the last bit in uh, in London together with uh, producer Ian Cat. That's so what I want to talk so about next. Yeah, so let's talk about Ian in a second. So you you, find, you 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 tied things up at Ian's studio in London, right? Yeah, exactly. So Amanda and I went to to London together to to record the to to finish the album, so to say, so to speak. Yes. And and how did did the relationship with Ian Cat and, and for the uninitiated out there? Ian Katz, most famous, I would hasten to say, for his work with Saint Etienne, um, yeah. uh, especially especially Saint Etienne. But of course, his work with the School and Shampoo and Field Mice and lots of uh, lots of Sarah Jingle Jangle bands, of course. And and yeah. how, how did you how did you manage to, uh, to to align yourself with the wonderful Ian Katz? Oh uh, yeah, I was so happy because uh, I, I, we talked about um, about mini album together with Elephant, and yeah, we were. A bit, you know, talking about how we could do it and how we wanted to do it. And I guess, uh, I mean, I've always been a, a great admirer of Ian Cat and his work. So I, I basically just, I think I just like, suggested it quite out of the blue. But <laughs> yeah. And, uh, because also I knew that he's been working with a lot of Elton fans as well. Yes. So, but uh, so luckily, yeah, he, he wanted to record us, and yeah, no one was happier than me because. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he's. Uh, I, I love the the way he the way he records and produces albums. So absolutely, it's just like a yeah. You could see it. Said it was a dream come true. So yeah, I so, think it's a wonderful. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a wonderful marriage because yeah. you know the, the sound the sound that you have that you've managed to nurture over the years, which which really and I and I hate to pigeonhole any music. I I, I try and avoid pigeonholing music, but unfortunately it's a necessary evil because you've got to somehow explain to somebody what something sounds like, and you've always got to be able to have some kind of comparison, <laughs> yeah. some kind of comparison, however bad or otherwise. But um, you 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 definitely have a a a, a wonderful pop sensibility, and and it's always it's always um, amazed me. Um, frankly, how? Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, 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 and, and also marvel at a lot of uh, a lot of wonderful uh, Swedish bands who almost, and it sounds ridiculous, but all, almost sound more English than English bands in terms of. Uh, for instance, uh, you know, a, a band that I love from from, from Sweden, um, um, Tinselheart. They're, they're obsessed and, and healthily obsessed, not obsessed in a way that would cripple them, but that with all the old creation school, like razor cuts, etc., etc. And I find it amazing yeah. how the, the the Swedish musicians that I talk to and interact with, how, how very, very well educated and well versed they are with with a, with a musical history. It's almost like they read every issue of the NME and Sounds throughout <laughs> the eighties and the nineties. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, I can relate to that as well. Learning how to play guitar by watching photos in the, in the yeah, and looking for the take the battery chords. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Long long before YouTube, you were you were, you, know, you were just reading the music press, and that's how you that's how you learned what the hell was going on, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's how it worked well, well, back well, in the days. So no, but I, I think yeah, I don't know if we. Like it comes natural, I think. Too. I mean, I've been growing up listening a lot to Swedish pop bands from the nineties. Yes. And like Cardigans, Eggstone, Popsicle, One of Those. You know, it's. I guess it's something. You know, it sticks. So. Yeah. It it's comes, it comes out naturally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listening to. Well, yeah. British bands from the eighties and nineties as well. So it's. 
I guess I guess that's what it you know it comes automatically. I don't really. I think I don't think we really reflect so much over it. Just never do that. Never do that. Once you start once you start no. uh, dissecting what what is actually organic, that's the that's the kiss of death. Just 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 let it happen. Let it happen. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember that. Yeah, and when, how did how did the relationship with uh, Ray Kimura happen? Because another aspect of your work, which I've always loved, is is the aesthetic. Um, you, you 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 pay a lot of time and attention to how the releases look, and uh, that's that's obvious to to the record buyer. You, you you take you you take a lot of care. So so how did you get involved with with Ray? Because his work is outstanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, it was uh, right before we we were about to release our first single, just for fun, and it was recorded in 2011, I think. So yeah, it's, of course, it's a long time now. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I we co-released it with Difficult Records, and I knew that Ray Kimura had done some artwork for for them, like beforehand. So. Uh, I I just wrote on on Facebook and I I thought it was just you know, hand in hand with with our music really and uh, and luckily she said she said, said yes and we wanted to do it so it was um, yeah and and since then we, she's been doing all the covers for for all singles and, and albums so it's been um, well as you say I think it goes <laughs> it goes well with the with the music and it's. Uh, I think um, yeah, it's a really good marriage there. It really is. It really is. This, 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 let's talk about the new LP. Now, I, I'm, I'm under. I understand that the LP was written largely in Paris, uh, in in 2016. Yeah. Did, did did it take a whole year to write, or was it? Uh, was, did it take less than a year? I think it. Um, I, I would say it took. I mean, so I, I guess it depends on the songs, but I mean. Like the first single that we that we just released, Summer Days, I think it was written. We started to write on it on like 2014, 2015, but we never got it right, really. So yeah, we we've had like so many demos of that. So I think, but then we we were able to find the. I think when we when we added the bongo bongo drums, I think that's when it made sense. You know, <laughs> we understood what it was about. But, yeah, uh, I think I think it yeah basically it was it was one year writing the songs I would say but some songs took longer and yes yeah, so I understand some 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 are really easy to write so always always they like <laughs> yeah and some took actually longer than one year then I must say so but um, I think uh, yeah thank you. One year overall, and it's we recorded now 15 songs then for to work with, and 12 of them will will end up on the on the album. Fantastic, fantastic. Because I mean, you the, the Paris experience must have been a wonderful one. Then you've gone back home and regrouped and pieced everything together. Now, now do do you have a typical um, songwriting approach? Uh, are you are you one of those people that scribbles things down on on like napkins and, and post its or? Do you have Do you have a journal? What do you, What's your What's your sort of practice when it comes to songwriting? I don't know. I think for me, when I write demos, I think um, I think it's quite quite easy for me to to write like verse, chorus, and a bridge, and just to I think I I hum it in falsetto together with an acoustic guitar, and it it comes quite natural. And I think 
if, if it's a if it's a good melody, you know, I I, I will remember it. That's that's what I'm telling myself. So if it's if I don't remember it the next day, then maybe it wasn't that good. So oh, oh you're trusting. So you're trusting your memory to to filter what should be should be taken on or or, or left behind. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I hope you got a better memory. I hope you got a better memory than I have, because that would be fatal for me. I would have a, I would have a musical output of zero singles and zero albums if it was up to me. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'll start to, uh, to trust myself less and less actually. So maybe I'll put <laughs> yeah. this napkin in the future. So. Well, you're you're a lot younger than me, so that might be something that you'll need to implement uh, moving forward. Because uh, there, there, there was a time where I could remember just about anything. Now, if I don't write it down, it's it's like it never existed. Much much like this interview, this is not flying off the cuff. I've written, <laughs> I've had to write stuff down. Uh, now, I was going to ask you. I was going to ask yeah. you, um, are you listening to uh, anything in particular contemporary-wise that you'd like to share with us? It's always interesting to, to know what uh, artists are listening to themselves. So, so what, what have you spent your money on lately? Anything anything you'd like to share? Oh, I've, been, I've been listening to a band called Face of This a, a bit in the past now. Um, I don't know so much about them actually, but I just know that they have some nice singles out and I really like the sound. Right. Uh, and uh, what else? It's hard, isn't it? Hard. I mean, you know, I get asked that all the time, and it's like it's it's, it's like you, yeah. you, you, your brain just draws this complete blank. It's like walking into a record shop, and and you know, you, ten seconds earlier you wanted to look at a thousand things, and then you get in front of the record bins, and then you have yeah, am, exactly. then you have like amnesia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's happening to me right now. Actually, <laughs> I, I guess the two albums that I've enjoyed a lot recently is the. The latest one from Always. Yes, from, yes. From Yogi Four Country. Yeah, they're in Canada. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, such a great album, and and also the, the the latest one from the drums. I've been enjoying a lot. So yes, it's, it's not it's not brand new, but it's. Uh, I, I don't I don't know if I listen to that much new music nowadays. Actually, I've been. It doesn't have to be new. Just anything that you bought lately. I mean, you might you you might have bought you know an Arthur Lee record. I don't know. I mean, just whatever whatever's you, you bought recently. It's just just curious to know what you've been spending yeah, your yeah. money on. Now that, it, like I said earlier, like I, I tend to listen to, to music from the from the labels I like. So Elephant Records, I've been listening a lot to the yeah. newest releases there. And for example, The Journey is out with a with a mini album, which I've enjoyed a lot. It's a beautifully yeah. beautifully diverse label that, that 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 I hope I hope Elephant manages to gain more prominence. It's got a wonderfully um, uh, loyal audience but i think uh, they're more deserving yeah. of a larger loyal audience and hopefully that will come with time because they they never release anything that they can't fully endorse and, and that, that's very honorable it's, it's not necessarily conducive to world domination and, and making millions of pounds but uh, it's certainly the right ethic mm. in, in terms of when when, when yeah, yeah just just stay true to yourself and just release stuff that you really really like so that is uh, mm. yeah the, yeah, that's the key, I think, and Elephant has always been amazing, you know, like the, the quality in the label during all these years, just yep. incredible, so it's like a, there's so much else to discover, because, yeah, I think it's been over 25 years. So don't you, don't you have a special, a special contact there saying, excuse me, can you send me the entire back catalogue of Elephant so I don't have to talk? <laughs> 
Are you asking for yourself? Or oh, no, 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 no. It would have to be you first. Then I'd have to say, can I, can I borrow those off you, please, Andres? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I, I, think, I think I have a lot of the, the back catalogue because uh, they yeah. sent, kindly sent me a, a lot of CDs and then I also had a lot of uh, records from beforehand. So it's, yeah, uh, just... And also, uh, my girlfriend, Christina Quesada, she's also on the label. So yes. she has tons of records as well. As the, Brilliant. So we, we, we have the... You the got most of the catalogue anyway. Catalog. Fantastic. Exactly, yeah. I wanted to ask you, um, um, with the interview, it's going to be on the next programme, which um, I'm very happy to share with, with, with everybody listening. I wanted to ask you, in addition to the new single, um, I, was, yeah. I, I was wondering, in addition to uh, Summer Days... Would you mind picking two songs, and I'd love to play the, the two songs that you choose as well. Any songs or from from Alpaca? This is this is songs by your wonderful self. So, anything by uh, Alp Alpaca Sports? Give me two more songs in addition to the single. In addition to the single, hmm. maybe then to just to complete the summer theme. There's a song called "She'll Come Back for Indian Summer." Yeah, okay. it was released on the on the first album. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that I'm gonna have to go and find that. Thank you very much. Okay, great. That's one. That's one. And then um, maybe the second one. Uh, on the last mini album, we had a song called "There's No One Like You." Yeah. It's uh, it was very, uh, I was very happy with, and it also has a very, very nice touch from from Ian Cat on it in the choruses, uh, with the harmonies, and it's just amazing to. To use backup vocals and um, you know doing like three harmonies on top of each other and yeah I think uh, yes yeah, so I was really 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 happy with that one and it's a lot thanks to thanks to Ian so lovely well we've got we've got the three songs that we're going to play and I've got I've got one question left for you and and it's you got you've got to you've got to forgive me in advance because I ask this to everybody and I always have and it's a little different it's a little yeah. different when I speak to artists who aren't. Uh, who aren't British-based. But the question is this. Hypothetically, Alpaca Sports are around my house after a very successful gig, uh, and uh, I put the kettle on, and you're sitting around the table here, we're having a cup of tea, and I bring out the biscuit tin. But it's a magic biscuit tin, Andreas. What biscuit would you choose, past, present, or future? You can choose any biscuit. What would you choose? <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a question Ian Cat would ask me. <laughs> exactly, uh, an Ian Cat question. So I can hear now, and he's kind of yell at me because I say the wrong. Uh, yeah, Andres, you, yeah. you, you just hear. Yeah, try, try and channel channel Ian and see what he'd say. Yeah, I would. I would definitely do that. But I think I would choose. Um, oh my God, what is he called in uh, English? I don't know. It's it's. A it's a cookie my, my mom makes. It's a, I think it's a, made of oats, like oats. Oatmeal, uh, oatmeal cookie, like an oatmeal cookie. Oh, oh yeah, sort of. But it's, it's like a very old recipe. I, I don't know what it's called. We call it havrekaka in Swedish. Oh, that that doesn't. Uh, no offense, but it doesn't help me one iota. Unfortunately. I couldn't even begin to spell that. So, um, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Here's here's what you can do is. I, I've got this very intricate uh, infographic that's, uh, that places every artist next to the biscuit of their choice. It's quite a wonderful pro production that I've got going here. <laughs> now, if you could send me, uh, in the next couple of days, just, just explain yeah. to me a little bit more in detail. I'm not, I, I, the last thing I want to do, sounds stupid, 
the last thing I want to do is put you next to the wrong biscuit. That would be a travesty. So I've got to, I've got to ensure that you so, so make sure that you send me the right biscuit in the next couple of days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely do that. Yeah, I mean, it sounds very trivial, but it, believe me, it's very, very important. Not as important as Bell and Sebastian, but it's still important. <laughs> yeah, I think I will have to cancel the gig. I will, I will, <laughs> yes, I'll yes. Yeah, cancel the gig and get on the phone with your mum. Get on the phone with your mum and sort that biscuit thing out. But but, but but in all seriousness, it's been it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for finding the time because I know that we had a difficulty with the time difference today. Um, oh, no, no, I only wanted to say thank you and thanks for all the kind words as well. Uh, you miss a lot. Oh, it's my pleasure, my pleasure, and I just hope that uh, that more people can be turned on to your wonderful music. So this this is the first step for me doing that. In the meantime, I'll be in touch in the next few days with with all the links that you need. And uh, and let's let's stay in touch because I'd love to, to keep following your career and sharing it with uh, with the listenership on the program. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, thanks for including us, and uh, I'll definitely send you the, the next single. It should be out in I don't know, maybe a month or two. Or wonderful, something. wonderful. So not long to wait for that. So in the meantime, enjoy your Saturday, enjoy the gig, and I'll, and I'll talk to you very very soon. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Take take care of yourself. Take care. Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it. Thank you, Andreas. We all know a heck of a lot more about Alpaca Sports than we did 25 minutes ago. Um, one more song to get to, and it's the one that uh, you chose, Mr. Johnson. We're going to be hearing something of 2015's When You Need Me The Most. Now, don't forget alpacasports.bandcamp.com, facebook.com slash alpacasports. The new long player is just around the corner. <laughs>
marvellous stuff. That's your third dose of Scandinavian jingle jangle. That's Alpaca Sports of 2015's When You Need Me The Most. There's no one like you. And you can look forward to a third and new long player by them in the months to come. And the other two songs that we heard by Alpaca Sports, she'll come back for Indian Summer and the new single, Summer Days. My thanks go to you for listening to Andreas for his time and the wonderful interview. And uh, I'll be back in two weeks. As I mentioned before, I'll be taking a week off. I'll be back in Blighty, for, uh, sadly, for a funeral for a, a dear, dear uncle. And uh, in the meantime, if you wish to be in touch, check me out on social media or uh, drop me a line, nearperfectpitch.com. And if I could ask you on a parting note to refer the programme to one person with uh, meticulous musical tastes such as yours, I'd be very, very grateful. All the best. Have a great week. Have a great two weeks, actually. And I'll be back with episode 74 in about 14 days' time. Ta-ra. <laughs>